You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. Jeremy, in version 2.2 and later of GNS3, what does the GNS3 architecture look like? I mean, we've spoken briefly in the past about like there's a client and there's a VM, but can you talk more about the components and the different processes that run within sort of the GNS3 architecture? Uh, sure, totally. Uh, I can, uh, can show you. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, so as uh, David told you, uh, we have a client and a server package. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in Gen3, you have a, a clients. Uh, a client can be um, a web, the web UI or the current desktop UI. It can also be uh, any uh, script that using that using a API will talk to the server. Okay. So it's a REST API, yeah? Yes, a REST API. Yeah. So any client can talk to the uh, server using the uh, REST, REST API. REST API. Uh, and that's the server. And to be more specific, that's a, this is a controller. So that's like a process running somewhere. This is a process that can run uh, in the Gen3 VM, in a remote server, uh, or locally on your on your machine. So the controller, and then the controller uh, talks to the GN3 server that we call compute. So uh, in one controller can control multiple computes. Okay, so this is a, just to make sure I understand. This yeah. is a client. Yeah. This is like could be a Windows client, it could be a Linux client, could be a Mac client. Uh, yes. It's talking using a REST API to the, s- the controller process, mm-hmm. which could be running either on the client, so on your PC, or it could be running on the GNS3 VM. Yes. Now, in this example, I'm assuming you've got three GNS3 VMs because you've got three server processes. Yeah, it could be, right? yes, could be VMs here, or could be a remote servers. Okay. So, I mean, this could be running on ESXi? That could be ESXi. This could be on, like, Hyper-V. Or Hyper-V. And this could be like even uh, in the cloud. Like in the cloud, yes. As long as you've got IP connectivity. Exactly, yes. Okay. So, I mean, this is the compute process. Yes. And then on these, we've got server processes. Is that right? Yes. Actually, I should just... Yeah, just change it. That's fine. Uh, right, the controller. That's a controller, and that's uh, the VMs uh, with the server inside. So I know you've only got one hand, so let's <laughs> let me hold here. So we've got like server process running here. Yes. Yeah, we've got a controller process. Um, the server process runs or has to run within the GNS3 VM, is that right? Uh, can be the GNS3 VM or remote server or anywhere else. Like. Okay, so um, when you talk about a remote server, well, how is that different to a GNS3 VM? Uh, so the GNS3 VM is meant to to be run with VMware, Hyper-V, 
or it can be also in the cloud with ESXi. Uh, a remote server can be a bare metal server. Oh, okay. So that's the difference. Yeah. Yes. So this could be a bare metal. This could be bare metal on packet or on a server that you've got. Yes. This could be running in ESXi in our example, yep. and this could be Hyper-V or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got three GNS3 server processors, two in VMs, mm -hmm. one on bare metal server. We've got this controller. Where does the controller run? Does it run on all of these or does it like select one of them? So the controller can run on the same host as a client. Yep. Or it can, it can run in any any server or any of those VMs. Yep. But they, they can only be one controller. Okay, so there's one of these. Mm. Here you could have multiple clients, couldn't you? Because I yes. could have a Windows client. Here I could have a Mac client. Um, so there could be many here. Um, and I could have a Linux client as an example. So multiple clients that all use the REST API to the controller. Is that yeah, right? the controller is like the decision point. Like a brain. Like, like yeah? the brain of the okay. of Gen3. And that could run on a client? That could run on the same uh, host as a client. But it would be better to run it on one of it your it server. It would be better to run it on a server, yes. And then you select the most, perhaps the most powerful server. Yeah, you can do this. Like you can select the most powerful server. But by default, it GNS3 just chooses something. Yes. So this gets run on one of them, but you can manually change it to go on, say, the bare metal server. So put this you, process on You can on manually here. decide to, to run it here, yes. So physically, you've got a Windows computer, Mac, Linux. This is actually a process that's running either in ESXi, in the GNS3 VM, or on Hyper-V, or on the bare metal server. Now, here we've got three servers. Are there any other things? How does that like interact with Dynamips or QMU, or et cetera? So each server will control uh, emulators. Yep. So inside here, as yes. part of this, you have like emulators, which would be Dynamips, would it? Dynamips or QMU. So the, the servers are in charge of managing the emulators, like starting the emulator, creating the, the actual uh, VM. Like the actual host, the node, I mean. So these are emulators. Yes. And you would have <coughs> the same kind of thing here. You'd have multiple emulators on each of these uh, servers, yeah? Yes. And the emulators actually run the Cisco operating system or whatever operating system you're using. Is that correct? This is correct, yes. So, this, so inside here, you've actually got like iOS, V, iOS, V, Layer 2, Juniper, Juniper, whatever. Etc. Okay. Well, I mean, I've actually, that's a bad example. Yeah. With that QMU, yes. QMU. Yeah. So that would be uh, iOS uh, classic. Yes, image. like a seventy-two hundred image would run in there. That Cisco viral images, as an example, would run in QMU. They are controlled by the server process. So this is local. Yes. This is local. This is local. This thing is on one of those. And then what kind of interface are they using here? So we, we also use a REST API. So REST API, but this one is a internal REST API. Only the controller is supposed to use this API to talk to the, the servers. Okay, so this, is this API exposed? So this in this other words, one is, is, is public? public, so anyone can use it. You can create a script that using you uses a API to to create like uh, Gen3 projects or controlled uh, Gen3 projects. Okay, so you could write a Python script or something? Yes. 
and that could be another another client into the controller and you've told me previously on uh, when we've spoken before that you could write your own client yes you could also write your own console client for instance yes yeah, so some guys have asked about that so you could write your own console client or python script or something that inter interacts with the controller using the rest api yeah and this is all internal yes yeah, all this is uh, internal so all of this is not exposed Again, we've got three physical three physical clients running, let's say, the Windows executable. So that's your thick client. Now, what about the what about the um, the the web client? So the web client will come here. So that's just another client. Yeah, yeah. let's like put it up here. Yes, no small space. <laughs> yeah. So so we've got the web UI. Yeah. Yes, the web UI will come here, and the web UI also use a REST API to talk to the GN3 controller. And one of the advantages you were telling me previously of, of that model is if you make a change here, like you drag a device into your topology, it's actually just doing a REST call, isn't it? Yes, it's doing a REST call. Then the controller uh, creates, for instance, a node on one of the server, and but also replicates uh, the information to the other clients who open the same project. So for instance, we have the web UI here and the desktop UI. They open the same project, and if you create a node here, the controller will inform the web UI, oh, there's a new node there, and you will see the, the node appear in the web UI. Okay, so, yeah, so everything's replicated. So if I've got like one, two, three, four, five clients, mm -hmm. if the Windows guy adds a new node and connects, connects it, say, with a link to another node, that's replicated. And yes. all of these in real time will be able mm -hmm. to see that change. And to do this, we have... Um, WebSockets notifications to uh, every client. So it's, is it WebSockets? So yeah, it's called WebSockets. Okay. That's like a notification stream. Yeah. Uh, so each client has a notification stream, so the controller can tell every every client there is a change in the project. Great. Anything else you want to tell us about the architecture? Anything uh, else that's important? Yes. Uh, so to connect. Uh, for instance, we have a node running uh, on this VM and a node running uh, on the, this bare metal server. Yep. <coughs> so how can a, a node from here t can communicate with this node here? Not a space here. So, I mean, so in, in other words, there's some kind of connection between these two, yeah? Yes, oh, it's a connection. That's a red pen. So we'll have to use another color. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> just use blue. So there's some kind of connection logically here. Exactly. And what's doing that? So there's a, a small program called Ubridge. Oh, Ubridge, yeah. Yep. So Ubridge is in charge of interconnecting uh, the nodes. So if you, if you connect the, those two nodes in your project, uh, there will be a, a small program so called Ubridge that will be started for this node and this node. And Ubridge will take the the packets from this node and uh, put it in a, what we call a UDP tunnel yep. and send the data to the other Ubridge instance, which will take the, those data and uh, send it to, the, to this node. Okay, so I think we, we, would, we discuss this in, in another video in more detail, but if I had a Docker container running here, mm -hmm. we'd use a tap interface yes. on the Docker container. 
if the Docker container sent an IP packet, that would go through the tap interface, then go into the to UBridge UBridge tunnel, which uh, then goes to the UBridge tunnel. Yes, oh, okay. uh, UDP tunnel. I mean UDP tunnel. So that yeah. goes as the UDP tunnel over here. And if you had like another type of device that used a different type of interface, let's say ESXi, um, a VNet. That, that the, the U-Bridge would push that to the VNet interface onto the Windows client or whatever it is? Yes. And um, actually, there is there's, uh, two UDP tunnels. Okay. Because there is one for each way. Oh, so it's unidirectional. So, so yeah, unidirectional. So for one UDP tunnel to send to this node and one UDP tunnel to, to, to go to the opposite direction. Okay. That happens automatically, doesn't it? This is all uh, handled by uh, the, the server, yeah, the Gen3 server. A new bridge. Okay, so we, we as a client or user, should I say, don't have to do any of no, that. No, you don't have to do any of that. You this. just drag your devices on, you create the links. Yes. So if I had a, like a Ethernet link in mm -hmm. GNS3 from this node to this node, that's just happening automatically in the background? Yes. And it doesn't... So just to reiterate, this could be a bare metal server, this could be an ESXi exactly. server. Exactly. As long as you have uh, IP connectivity, IP connectivity okay. between the two, uh, the, the UDP tunnel will be created. That's great. Anything else? Uh, no, that I think that's uh, everything. Yeah, so that's like sort of an overview overview of the um, Genesis 3 architecture. Jeremy, thanks for that. Yeah, well. I'll, um, in, in subsequent videos, we'll talk about this in more detail. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.